Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her and overshare her. Overshare. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager. I thought you might you say thought, that. You knew. Not because we recorded that first <laughs> sentence of the show is previously. It of technical difficulties. Okay. My name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, you looked at me kind of funny earlier, and I wanted to explain something <laughs> that you gave me a face. Yeah. About. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, um, as you know, I have four children. I homeschool all four of them now. Uh huh. Um, and sometimes when you want young children's attention, you have to remind them, like. I need you to look and listen, right? right? Okay. So one time I was like, can you please give me your eyeballs? And Janie goes, mm, I'll give you my earballs. <laughs> so okay. So now right. whenever I want my kids' attention, I say, please give me your eyeballs and your earballs. All right. And it's Fair just enough. how, so now like I cannot even say, and if it's, if it's about an ear, like, it's earballs, <laughs> and I don't know. Like that's just what it is in our house. I, was I don't just even curious question as it. To how it was as how like the construction of that word came together. Yes, because you know I can get down on some weirdness. If it's weird, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> no, just... absolutely not a problem. <laughs> the weirder, the better. Well, pretty much. It was a it was a four year old interpretation of when I said you know eyeballs. And she was like, mm. right. She wanted to keep doing what she was doing, but she was telling me, right. I will, I want to listen to you. I'm going to but... give you my ear. I'm going to listen, mm-hmm. but I am going to keep looking at this thing. And so obviously I corrected that, but so right. it just became <laughs> a thing where it was like, all right, eyeballs and earballs. Part of the language. And we're going to, no one's talking back. And oh, I'm sorry. I sent a really funny meme and my friends are laughing. Anyway, <laughs> just so you guys know. I'm the meme lord in my circle of friends. <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> usually share many, many wonderful Just... memes. <laughs> Thank you. That was one of the nicest things you've ever said to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, Just it's really great. strong. The, okay. the game is strong. I, I think I, I could pump it up more. I've been leaving the Sheologians page out of the memes lately. Right. Yeah. I should change. I should go back to my old ways. Mm-hmm. Just well for a long time. Meme it up. Depending on the episode we release that week, we'll get more uh, interaction on a meme uh-huh. than on the actual sometimes episode. Yeah, if it's something like that, nobody can argue over. <laughs> yeah, like if we're like <laughs> Christ's death saves you. No one's outside arguing. of works. <laughs> Then the comment section's like, okay, fine. <laughs> cool. Uh, tell me something I didn't know. <laughs> um, but you're right. I am Joy, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And um, a weird thing. Well, mm. I guess I'm just going to take you along with me uh, 
Oh, okay. A thing that I'm just I'm just gonna tell you guys a thing that I have enjoyed doing. Yes. On the way to work, did I tell you about the dog, the missing dog poster? No. <laughs> I like where this is going. Though. Okay, so it's a huge on the corner of Broadway and Rural. Okay. When you are like getting off Broadway to come yep. to the studio. Okay. So you're heading north. Okay. Um. There is taped to a pole a big orange or big green poster board. Okay. And it's kind of taped like a flag on this pole. Okay. So it like shoots out. Yeah. And it is a very well compiled poster with a big picture of a dog and like all kinds of stuff on it to to get your attention. Okay. Um, And then it says reward $2,000 for finding this dog. Okay. And it like popped up one day. And, um, so Matthew and I were in the car the first time I ever saw it. You were like, like, I'm going to find this dog. Well, and I was like, wow. <laughs> Keep an eye like, out. That, I was like, that's quite a bit of money for, for yeah. finding a dog. Yeah. And so there is this very like normal adjusted part of me that's like, well, you know, they probably just spent money getting the dog. Like some dogs, if you buy purebred dogs can be thousands of dollars. So yeah. Maybe it's Which worth is really it stupid. or maybe it's it like, not worth I don't it. know, maybe that dog like saved your child's life or something yeah. like that. But anyway, so my first Give thought was like, treat. my first thought was like, wow, this person must see some sort of, they see right. the monetary value in getting this, this dog back. Yeah. And then the other part of me that is rather persistent and always there <laughs> was like, or... What if that dog knows something? <laughs> this dog has information on this family. And so what I do, and it knows how to spell. So what I do, <laughs> so what I do every time I drive past this poster is I think about what this dog knows. <laughs> I try to, do, and it's different every time. So uh, Matthew doesn't always come to the studio with me. Um, so sometimes I'm, I'm by myself, and right. sometimes I have the pleasure of sharing it with him. Then I'll be, I'll just be like. Oh, look, there's that dog that knows about all the money laundering. <laughs> yeah. I like overheard he that conversation. He knows. <laughs> he wasn't, no yeah. one was supposed to hear. Right. <laughs> or I'll be like, there's, there goes that dog that knows all about the stolen art. <laughs> and so I just like think of scenarios <laughs> in which this dog knows. Honestly, the only something. way I would ever spend that kind of money on an animal is if it did know information. And that's what I mean. <laughs> legitimate. Like, like, like I said, the normal part of me was like, wow, that dog obviously knows. is worth some money. Yeah. And, but what then, would make a dog worth that much? Right. It has secret right. information. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> it knows. It knows your, the stuff that you cannot. That dog is a leak and you better get it back. <laughs> Because we cannot have people knowing no. about the underground gambling ring. Right. And if you all go out and find this dog, you need to cut us in on that two Who's grand. Because, well, you know, now you know about this dog. It's been a while. I am. This the sign's been up for a while. Yeah. And I don't know if they actually found their dogs. And Right. Is there a phone number on it? Because, ew. I would not like to plaster my Interesting. phone number. I need to. I've been too corner. busy thinking of dog crimes. How would you? <laughs> or crimes that a dog knows about. I think the dog's innocent. Right, right, he right. He just knows. He knows about yeah. things he shouldn't know. Right. The dog didn't do like the money the laundering. He knows the codes. Right, right, right. 
Murray. That makes yeah. me think of Tenet, which is, I've been trying to figure out for the last week. But anyway, that's a different. <laughs> have you seen the movie? Uh-uh. It's great. You have to watch it with subtitles. Oh, okay. I recommend. Um, it's Christopher Nolan. Watch I don't it. even know what you're talking about. Tenet. Christopher Nolan? Tenet? No. T-E-N-E-T. Tenet. Oh, I don't it? even know what it is, what it's about. Wait. Why did I just assume that you're also a huge Christopher Nolan fan? Are you not a huge Christopher Nolan fan? I think he's fine. Uh, I don't dislike him. That's the wrong answer. You know, funny story. I also always think of Shutter Island as a Christopher Nolan film, but it is not. Okay. I don't know why he did I do the, that. He did the Christian Bale Batmans. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. He's good. <sighs> but didn't he also do like Transformers? No. Who did Transformers? The other guy. Michael Bay or yeah, something. Yeah, that no, guy. No, okay. They are not maybe on the I, same maybe level. Maybe I'm thinking of them as the same person. No, I know they're not the same person. Memento, Interstellar. Oh, yeah. Inception. You're making a face. I guess I just... I get that those are all good movies. but Do you? Because <laughs> <laughs> from your face, I'm not feeling... That you do. I think maybe I just care less. Less. You care less than I do. Yeah. Like I have the soundtracks. Okay. Like I purchased. Well, but that wasn't Christopher <laughs> Nolan. I'm just. It, but it was. He oversaw it. In yeah. Some way. Yeah. He's so picky. There's only one of his movies I wasn't a big fan of. Which one is that? Mm, Dunkirk. Oh, see, I liked Dunkirk. Yeah, okay. If I had known it was Christopher Nolan, maybe that, was, that would have Maybe you would have things. liked it less, because <laughs> that's how I feel like you are going. I just feel like direction. I haven't been super excited about movies lately. Well, I haven't either, because you like can't go so see them in theaters. hard to see. And, uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I guess mm. I just feel like they disappoint me. Well, they disappoint me. <laughs> I just, it's but it funny. Was, wait, did you say it was good or not? I really enjoyed it. I okay. need to watch it again. Where I need does to watch one it. watch? I mean, it's brand new Christopher Nolan movies. It's, you know, out. actually, it came out in the fall. Oh, um, okay. And I, I waited. feel like I've heard some people talk about it. Drew's seen but it eight I haven't, times. But and I he haven't. and Jerry went live to discuss it last week. And I was like, okay, it's time to watch this movie. But I put it off because I was nervous and because I didn't get to see it in theaters. Right. And because everyone said you can't hear what they're saying. But I watch all of my shows with subtitles. I don't know how people don't watch stuff with subtitles. For those of you that are annoyed by subtitles, just turn them on and you'll never go back. You'll never go back. Eventually you'll be like, I really like this. You'll never go back. And every once in a while you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, okay, we can turn the subtitles off. But for the most part. No, you can't. (laughs) There was one. I wish I could remember the movie. There was a movie the other day that Matthew and I were trying to watch, and we were just both like, they need to be off for this. Yeah. But it's oh, like the one movie I'm so interested. I've ever, I know. Well, if you think of it, so just now yell that I started, just randomly. Now that I started this conversation on Sheologians, and they're all yeah. going to be like, well, what was it? Are we going to find out? Yeah. I don't and know. And then they're going to be like, do we really even care? Do I care that much? <laughs> what is the one movie Joy can't watch with subtitles? <laughs> It keeps me up at night. All right. Let me tell you guys something actually related. Um, so I just wanted to put on your guys's radar because people have been asking us to address this. And I just want you to know that my dad did two episodes on the dividing line this week that yeah. will answer this question for you. Listen, a you can have, if you desire, 
a Greek scholar walk you through the text slowly and carefully in layman's terms um, if you just go listen to what I'm going to point you to. So um, a lot of people, I guess, I don't know, somebody, I want to say it was Jackie Hill Perry or somebody, and because of Rick Warren, like ordaining women, there's been a lot of chatter the last couple of weeks about women's ordination. And so although we have talked about it on the podcast, and you can go search for those on the website, look up female pastors or egalitarianism, and all that stuff will pop up for you. Um, but my dad actually went through the two main egalitarian points. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from First uh, Timothy 2. And from, I mean, how this is a point is hilarious. But he also discussed Junia from, I believe that's Romans 15. Um, and so anyway, go look up the dividing line. And he, he did a discussion more. It's called More on the Worldview Revolution than an Overview of First Timothy 2. And he starts that discussion at the 36-minute mark. And then the other episode is called Big Brother Tweets, FB Discussion, Junius, and Sola Scriptura. That's at the 35-minute mark. So maybe I'll also uh, take the time to link these for you guys if I remember. But either way, it's all up there on the Alpha and Omega Ministry website. There goes the train. I know they can't hear it, but they might be able to hear that one a little bit. That is loud. Yeah. I can feel the table shaking. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just think uh, I listened to both of those walkthroughs that he did and it was so helpful and it was so understandable and it just, it will equip you to have that conversation if you need to have it. And I wanted to tell you guys it's there. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We've been getting some excellent voicemails lately. Um, pretty soon over the summer, we're going to do like a question, a Q&A. So if you have questions, now's the time to email us, leave a voicemail, because I'm kind of gathering them all up for a future kind of mailbag episode. Right. Just FYI. So Yeah. Do we have anything else to tell them? I don't think so. Okay. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> now that we've really kind of scraped the bottom of the barrel with our movie opinions about... and subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You guys heard it here. Just, I mean, seriously <laughs> though, turn on your subtitles. And if you're not a Christopher Nolan fan, I just don't believe you like movies anyway. Um, Especially if you have kids, do not miss the subtitle. <laughs> yes. Option. It will change your life. I really used to judge people. With subtitles. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just getting old. Uh, whatever. No, I really think they are just better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're right. We're just right. Okay. <laughs> um. So a couple months ago, I mean, we've talked to you guys before. Um, Joy and I plan our what we're going to talk about on the show many moons in advance because that makes our life easier. Uh, and a couple months ago, I don't remember what the topic was exactly, but, um, we were making the assertion that there is a level of inappropriateness in oversharing on the internet. And obviously then the question becomes, well, what constitutes something that's oversharing? Right. Like there's sharing and then there's oversharing. There's appropriate and there's inappropriate. What makes, where is the line? What does that mean? Um, And so I thought, you know, something that you've, we've been talking about for a while is that where you go for advice 
reveals what kind of advice yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that really is what we're getting at when we talk about something being inappropriate to say online or as right. an overshare. Right. Is it's like if you're taking something, if you're saying something that you shouldn't say, if you are oversharing, it's always going to happen in the context of somewhere or someone that doesn't need this information. Yeah. That shouldn't have this information. That's where you get the over in oversharing. Right. You <laughs> overdo it. You share to a point. Cross the boundary. Yeah. You, yeah, you cross the boundary. You said too much. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is if you have the if you are able to speak or communicate at some point in your life, you're going to say too much. Oh yeah. You're going yes. to communicate too much mm-hmm. more than you should have. Right. And that is because you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not because you're some kind of special idiot that deserves a special place in hell. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not trying to normalize. I'm certainly special not trying kind to kind of idiot. <laughs> you're not that? a special kind of idiot. You're just a regular. <laughs> right. You're just a regular idiot. Just like the rest of us. No no awards are no. given. <laughs> no awards for regular idiot. Right. Um so what we're what we're not trying to do is say like if you have done this, you know, you've committed the unpardonable sin. But it is something that is to be repented of. Right. It's something that shouldn't be normal. Well, and in our it's sort of lauded in our current world and the whole point of social media is to share that's uh-huh. quite literally what you do you click the a button the that share says button. share <laughs> right and so so i think people do i think people have been maybe taught the wrong boundary mm-hmm. for what constitutes oversharing mm-hmm um, or maybe they just don't know what it is. Right. Maybe they haven't like thought it through in their head. Mm-hmm. But you should. You should have um, a line that you're unwilling to cross right. when it comes to speaking to certain. And it'll look different for right. many different types of people and all that. Obviously, oversharing mm-hmm. with your spouse is going to be different than oversharing with your right to your Facebook the people who are your friends on Facebook. Right. Something I was thinking about is how when social media really first started, it started with the idea of like a live, remember live journal? Yes. Oh, man, if I could like track down my live journal. Don't wish that upon yourself. Nobody Um, go look for it. (laughs) What I'm saying is like, it all kind of started with this concept of you get online and put your private thoughts out there for the world to Mm -hmm. see. That was really how live journal is one of the earliest forms of social media. Now chat rooms would obviously obviously be the earliest form um, of a social media, but then you had stuff like live journal. And then when MySpace came along, it had a section for Mm -hmm. you to journal. And then there was the golden age of blogging, which were long past, but even then that was still kind of a online journal. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because of your as we all thoughts. know, you can never just you have to talk about mm-hmm. how you th- like what you feel about lemon tarts, right? And not just right the recipe. Well, and I was even thinking about how if you want to go online and get a recipe, first you have to read someone's diary about right. the recipe before you mm-hmm. can even get the recipe. And you have to be like, what is a lemon? <laughs> right. Now, in my grandmother's old house, there was a tree in the backyard. And yeah. it's just like, I just want the recipe. Right. 
Um, but so, so a girl did make a website like that. I what? wish I, again, I'm totally leaving everyone hanging, <laughs> but there was a girl that for a while, she was like a famous blogger, I think, or uh-huh. something in that world, something in the internet world. And she just created this cool, like she drew all these cool little graphics and stuff. And it's something like, just give me the recipe.com or something like that. And it's just the, like a little drawing and Perfect. the recipe. And that is, that was her protest that is all that we want right that's what we came here for <laughs> and also not 500 ads that start running at the same time oh, when you try and to... some of them are videos and some of them are pop-ups and some of them you have to and exit they out all, of and they all they happen. all start at the same they time they all populate at the same right moment yep it's the worst um so all of that to say it's just it's almost like it requires a a complete shift in perspective when you open up your internet browser to not go somewhere and just spill all of your inner feelings. Right. And I think for a whole generation of women, that's what we've been doing since eighth grade. Right. Is opening up the browser and then finding like-minded people and just spilling all of our secret thoughts and our secret feelings and just everything that's in our heart. Right. And then we think that that is normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that has had such an untold impact, an untold impact yeah. on families, on friendships, on how about on our prayer lives? Yeah. Um, on churches, uh, just this act of almost gossiping about yourself. Yeah. It's, it's like gossiping about yourself. It's, in right. a, it's inappropriate speech. Well, because generally, if you're talking about, well, a great, ex- you're u- usually when you're talking about yourself, you aren't just talking about you. Obviously, one of the prime examples is mm-hmm. going on the internet and speaking mm-hmm. poorly or embarrassingly mm-hmm. about someone else, your husband, mm-hmm. or being, your you know, kids, I did, I, church. and you see it all the time. It is very, it's considered to be very acceptable. But I've even, I saw something that was like, look, I know my, like my husband doesn't usually do holidays. Um, so he doesn't really celebrate or like do anything for me mm-hmm. or this and that and blah, blah, blah. It was, this was on TikTok. Oh. Okay. And I was just like, what, like, what does this say? Right. About your husband. Yeah. And I'm not saying you sh- I think you should get your wife a gift on mother's day. I mm-hmm. think you should get your wife gifts on her birthday. I think like I'm pro I'm definitely all for that. Yeah. But I clicked on her thing just like out of curiosity and she had like six videos all in a row just complaining about her, about husband. her husband as though she was alone in the room. And she was when she created those TikToks. Right. But the second she, she posted wasn't it. <laughs> alone in the room. Yeah. Right. The minute she posted it. Right. And and so I think the, I think what some people would say is like, oh, well, it's the harm. Like, we don't actually know her husband. We don't even know her, mm. you know. Um, but there is, I think, well, I think there should be, we should, uh, there should be a marked difference in the way that someone who's not a believer, and I'm not speaking specifically about this lady. I don't know anything about her. Um, it should, we shouldn't. I think we we should be a little more careful than just be like, oh, well, what's the harm? Mm-hmm. Like we know that we know that we are um, not supposed to speak 
poorly of others. We are supposed to mind our own business and we're not supposed to be gossiping. Right. Um, and then, you know, this, that's that extra step that's, you're actually supposed to be honoring your husband. Like there are certain people that if you're going to share anything about them, Mm -hmm. it needs to be Mm -hmm. positive. Right. Um, but what you're talking about is so interesting because, and that's what made me think of these, this string of TikToks is that she was talking about herself, Mm. but the way she was talking about herself, it told uh, on, yeah, it told on another person. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the inappropriate, right? It's inappropriate. Right. Completely to tell any stranger who wants to know about some inner struggle in your marriage. Right. It's one thing to talk to, um, a pastor, uh, somebody that you know personally, somebody, you know, we believe in the spheres of the spheres of sovereignty, right? So yep. there's certain things that are for the government to be in control of, for them to know. There's certain things for the church, for them to be in control of, for them to know. And there's certain things for the family, for them to be in control of and for them to know. And it's inappropriate when the government seeks to have any say in things that the church is supposed to be mm-hmm. the authority on. And it's inappropriate if the church decides it has authority where the family is supposed to have mm-hmm. the primary authority. And it's the same kind of thing where it's like, there are certain places where it is appropriate for you to say something right. in a certain way um, to, like I said, a counselor, a friend, your pastor, your husband, um, and then, but putting it out there for strangers right. is completely inappropriate. And it says, it, it says everything about what it does is it actually tells on you. Right. It, it, it exposes that you, in that example, you are not honoring or respecting right. your husband mm-hmm. when you are willing to speak poorly about him behind his back right. in this way. Right. It also lets us know your husband is not ruling his household very well at this moment. So it's actually saying something poorly about him that you maybe didn't even mean to say or don't even realize is happening because maybe you want him to be a poor leader of the household because you want that position. Um, It just, and you know, same thing if there's an issue that the church should be dealing with and you're not going to the church, um, that reveals what kind of help you actually want. It reveals right. whether, you know, you're actually at that point, you're part of the problem as well, even right. if you don't frame it that way. Right. Um, because we're, we are supposed to be. So if you, so, well, uh, speaking of the church thing, it reveals that you can't go to people in your church. That may not be true. Right. But what you're so what you're saying effectively, if you saw someone mm-hmm. overshare on mm-hmm. the Internet and you're like, hey, this maybe seems like more appropriate place thing to share with maybe like an older lady in your church. And it's like, oh, well, I don't I don't have anyone right. to share this with. So I'm just going to right. um, just carte blanche, just share this. Across See what comes back the, in the general direction. <laughs> I'm just going to share in the general direction of the entire. Right billions of people on this planet the point that summer is making and that we make all the time is that if you if you are sharing your woes and trials with people Mm -hmm. who don't even know you Mm -hmm. then you actually are just looking to share it Mm -hmm. so in a way oversharing can can be simply 
mm-hmm. just sh- it's not that you went too far it's that you went at all right and it and what it and we're not because we're not supposed to just be sharing our feelings and thoughts and trials mm-hmm. um to hear ourselves share them right so you if you if something is indeed a trial christians are called in times of trial to be joyful and to be obedient so if you are not going to be able to accomplish joy or obedience Mm. through sharing with a bunch of people on the internet, then what that's saying is that you aren't looking to be joyful or obedient in a time of trouble and woe. Um, And that's a problem. That's an issue. Um, And Mm -hmm. largely it's a discipleship issue. Uh, A lot of people, not that, I mean, I do think it's pretty obvious. Uh, I think we give ourselves a little bit too much leniency many times when we share things. So maybe someone does need to, maybe it's important that, you know, people are discipled in this way. And if you see something, you can lovingly approach someone, but it's just something that we need to be aware of. Mm -hmm. Um, And, it's not just on social media, obviously. Right. Before this was an issue before social media happened. It's just now the accessibility of it has kind of made it run rampant. It's made us all feel like our feelings always need to be shared Mm -hmm. or our trials always need to be shared. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just not the case. We know that there is there, there is an appropriateness. There are things that you, you can't, there's plenty of reasons, uh, discernments that you need to make before sharing things right. with anyone. Right. Um, and I don't know, like I, it's just, it's not, I don't think we need to make a case that mm-hmm. you need to be discerning about what you share. Mm-hmm. And uh, this article, this article, <laughs> this podcast isn't, it's not geared towards any specific person. Cause we don't necessarily know who's listening <laughs> at any given time. Right. Um, but it's just something to be aware of because I do think that we can all, we can all, I, well, and I know that there have been times in my life where I'm certain, like, even if I can't remember a specific wording that I used, right? like I know that I've overshared either about myself or about someone else. Right. Um, but yeah, so I like that you said that it's sort of like gossiping on yourself like it's sharing stuff that you're not supposed to share right about yourself and it's not that you're not supposed to share it what it means is that there is an appropriate place to share right we need to be able to say okay so i'm right here with this person yep is this okay to share right so i i reject i think if you're thinking through this for the first time and you're like, well, this feels wrong. Like, what are my options? I think we were talking about this last week. Oh goodness. I don't remember two weeks ago, last week. Uh, you know, we reject the false dichotomy of you either forgive or be resentful. Right. So the world, the world will give you two options, (laughs) get vaccinated or wear a mask. I reject. I reject these as my only two options. Right. And I reject that forgiveness or resentment are my only two options. Right. Like there is a biblical Christian way of living that rejects these foolish, well, it's this or it's that. Right. And so I would say I reject the dichotomy here where it's I'm either 
an open book and you can know everything about me or, you know, I'm hiding things and I'm closed down and I'm, you know, it's like, no, there is, there is an option between being completely naked and wearing a hijab. Right. There is an option in between that is appropriate. And so I would say, think about this in terms of wearing clothes. Okay. So you should wear clothes. Okay. You should not be naked. When you wear clothes, there are certain portions of your body that should be covered and it's inappropriate for other people to see. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not inappropriate for some people to see. If you went to the doctor, I don't think it would be inappropriate um, yeah. for you, for them to you know take a look at certain things. Um, if you are with your husband, it's not inappropriate. Um, if you're in the shower, it's not inappropriate by yourself, um, <laughs> if I have to add that. So... There are, we all intuitively know when it comes to clothing that some of this is inappropriate, some of it is appropriate. We intuitively know in certain climates, I'm going to wear more clothes because it's cold outside. And in certain climates, I might put on a pair of shorts because it's hot outside. This is all very natural to our way of thinking, Mm -hmm. and that's good. Now it needs to be applied to your words as well. So right. there are certain things and places where it's appropriate for you to be completely vulnerable, to be completely open. Um, and then there's places where that would that same kind of speech would not be appropriate. What I'm saying is the overshare on the Internet right. is acting like they're at the doctor right. when they're not. Well, it would be like going to the doctor and being like, can we can we do our appointment in the in the waiting room in front of everybody. <laughs> right. Like you, there are certain things that is just not appropriate to engage in right. in front of a bunch of people. Right. And it's not just that it's inappropriate. It's not fruitful. Right. Cause we're supposed to be keeping, we're supposed to be, um, you know, keeping a testimony. We're supposed to keep our speech pure worse and so it's not just like oh we'll never curse again and everything else you say will be totally fine that's not (laughs) how you keep your your speech pure (laughs) and it's not how you keep your heart pure right um and so there is a and there is a um i would i would just i guess there is kind of a foolish like we're supposed to be able to restrain Mm-hmm. our tongues or restrain our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way mm-hmm. it's important to make sure that you're being appropriate and not oversharing. Right. Because that is evidence that you consider your thoughts before mm-hmm. you say them. Right. Which is not something that anyone wants to do nowadays. Everybody just wants to say whatever they and, and I'm talking to Christians too. I'm not just right. talking like nowadays people just want to say whatever they want to say. Um, and even now it's kind of become a personality trait. Like oversharing is sort of a personality trait. Like you like, Oh, you know, I'm like the crazy one that I should always be. I'm, I'm just like always trying. saying stuff that I shouldn't say. I'm always getting myself into trouble. Um, that's not right. There's, if you're there, okay. Don't stay there. Right. That's not an admirable quality. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's going to hurt uh, the way that people think of you. Um, and it's going to hurt potentially the way that people think of 
people in your life that you're supposed to be honoring and not disparaging. Right. So that includes people like your husband, the people you go to church with, your children. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with children, there's a lot of mm-hmm. overshare. We sort of like overlook that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because like they're just kids and kids do funny things and embarrassing things mm-hmm. and they change and, and I'm not saying you can't share any, I mean, right. you have Clementine says you, it's totally fine to share funny, winsome stories. Well, she's at an age now where I ask her first. Right. And that's actually why I post less because sometimes, sometimes she, she doesn't, doesn't want to. Yeah. And I don't force her. She right. doesn't, I don't have to share that's the thing is like, I think as kids get older, there will be less of parents sharing about them on the internet because you want to respect their right. feelings and their privacy. And maybe they don't want their mom putting all their stuff right. out there on the internet. And that's yeah. perfectly, it's appropriate. We should right. not be, it's disrespectful to your kids if they're like, Hey, don't, you know, don't post that or whatever to just post it anyway. Right. But if you're, but then there's also, it would be different like posting a disciplinary issue mm. on your Facebook wall would be totally different than posting it in your small group of mom friends from your church. Right. Asking, say like, Hey, we're, we're dealing, we're with having this issue. this issue. Did you guys get this? Yeah. We don't, we're t- having a hard time figuring it right. out because. And sometimes you're talking to other moms that are going to be interacting with this kid who it might right. be helpful that they know like this is the, this is what we're working through at home. There is a way to share that with the people in your church that's right. appropriate. That's part of why church membership and accountability right. is so important, important because yeah. you're agreeing that we're all on the same team. We're going right. to do this together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there is a way to ask for advice from other trusted women um, that's appropriate. It doesn't have to be like, I can't believe my stupid kid, you know, like right. ob- that's, uh, that's obvious, but there are ways that are more subtle that we might tell on our kids that is right. not appropriate at right. all. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just, and just like in the, in the whole context of like, of sharing, I guess I just like even stuff that should be shared. So like, if there's, there are things that, yeah. Like cr- if there are criminal things that need to be shared, there is still an appropriate place. Yeah. To yeah. share those things. Uh-huh. There is an appropriate way to share information mm-hmm. yeah. to the right people in right. the right setting. Yeah. Um and so we're not we're not really here to say sharing is bad. Mm-hmm. Um but we're supposed to be just like anything else we're supposed to be discerning and wise when we do yeah. it mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna go ahead and say that like if you mess this up you will <laughs> if you mess this up mm-hmm. um it's totally appropriate to go to the group if you mm-hmm. um you know start where you made the error go to the group that you were inappropriate with and say hey i probably shouldn't have shared that or right um please don't think differently of this person because, because of what I, I actually said. don't know that <laughs> right. like what I said was just my opinion or right. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there's an appropriate way to uh, share that you were wrong, which is that you should do it and not just assume that it's not a big deal and nobody cares. Um, and the more you apologize, I feel like the more you apologize for something like that, um, obviously the more sanctified you get, but the more mm. you just sort of set a precedent for not Speech. like you want people to look at you and 
think like, oh, there's that person that isn't inappropriate in their speech that doesn't share weird things, doesn't like randomly share weird things that make me uncomfortable or that now like I'm looking over at her husband. I'm like, well, now I can never get that image out of my head right. or whatever, whatever right. this context may be. Right. Um, yeah. Or now I know that really embarrassing thing about her kid. <laughs> and, right. That her and kid now I'm like, probably do I let wishes... my kid hang out with her kid? Right. But I don't know the whole story. I don't know. Um, I just feel like it kind of all comes back to we're supposed to be like measured and wise in our mm-hmm. speech and our behavior towards one another. And um, so. Yeah, I think there's just we need to be discerning. We need to confess and repent where it happens. Right. People need to, we need be in the regular practice of confessing and repenting, even if that has to happen a lot with your kids on your Facebook wall, on your Facebook wall, directly to people. I just, we deny that there is this. So because everything, right. Everything is done therapeutically now. Right. Right. So everything has to be therapeutic. We have just, so everyone has some right to share anything they want to share. If it makes them feel good. Right. So if something is a net positive for you, fe- quote unquote, feeling better, right. then that removes sin. But that's not the case because we have a different standard. Our standard is scripture. And so I'm just going to give you guys some verses about how you should speak and be silent. Yes, please. Okay. So Psalm 4-4. How about this one? The next time you're mad, try Psalm 4-4. It says, be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight: Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Yeah. Usually, if you look at the Bible, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of be quiet. Like, if you're questioning it. If it's inappropriate, be quiet. Just don't say anything. <laughs> yep. Proverbs twenty nine twenty. Do you see a man who is hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Ephesians four twenty nine. Here's a great guidepost for whether or not you should post something or say something or share something. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Grace is not a good vibe, by the way. Okay. Proverbs. <laughs> and 16- it's not like a therapeutic feeling. Yep. Um, <laughs> Proverbs sixteen twenty one: the wise of heart is called discerning and sweetness of speech increases persuasiveness. I feel like I see women all the time trying to convince themselves of others or others of something and their speech just could not be less sweet or persuasive. Right. <laughs> Proverbs seventeen twenty seven: whoever restrains his words has knowledge and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Okay. None of these verses where it's like, has knowledge, is wise, describe the oversharer. Right. Um, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So if you find that the abundance of your heart, what is coming out of your mouth continually, 
is just wickedness is just that corrupting was the main talk. One I was thinking of like that tells you what's in your heart. And I remember the first time I was, I was confronted with this verse, which was like when I was in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just remember thinking, no, no, that can't be true. I don't really feel that way. I don't really like, I know I'm saying things like this, but, but that's not how I, who I really am. I didn't mean that. And I, I mean, I had to be confronted mm-hmm. with this truth that if all that is coming out, if what is coming out of your mouth is just marked by it's gossipy, it's constantly telling on other people, it's, it's needy, it like has this, it's therapeutic venting for your own feelings, it's quick to speak, it's, you know, like all of the things that we were just saying, um, that's what's in your heart and that needs yeah. to be, that needs to be removed. And the last one I have is Proverbs eleven twelve. whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense but a man of understanding remains silent. Your husband and your kids are your closest neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like if what you're saying on the internet belittles them, you lack sense. Right. Like that. Well, and it's just, we, and we talked about this a little bit in the, in a uh, book club, but, and then of course we talked about it in our episode on maturity. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it has the, so here's the big mark of mature, of immaturity that you will see time and time again. Making a decision based off of how I feel with no consideration for what happens after. Mm. Like, there is no, and then what? Mm-hmm. It's just me and my feelings forever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to share this thing about me and whoever on the internet. Mm-hmm. okay so how is that productive right. it doesn't need to be right just, i wanted to do it i want it that's it and <laughs> is the, it is that it is an it's foolishness and it's immature mm-hmm. to think that the things you do are of no consequence right or nothing right. comes from them right and or and certainly if you have an issue with somebody person husband, kid, friend, whatever, Mm -hmm. then you acting as though like the end goal isn't reconciliation. It's just, it's not anything. There is no end goal. There is no, the end goal happened when I told you how I felt. Right. Because I, I got what I wanted. I feel good. I feel better. I feel more justified. And I hope it's obvious why that's a sign of immaturity. Right. But that is, that is, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. It is huge. Mm -hmm. Make sure you are not that person that is like, oh, well, when I got what I wanted, I got what I wanted. Right. Right. (laughs) So I don't, it's like, it's like the, you know, there's all these bodies behind my bus, like, because I wanted to drive the bus and you were in my way. And when I was driving the bus, I got what I wanted. Right. Okay. Well, but now what? No, there is no now what? I got what I wanted. Right. I did it. Mm-hmm. it's totally it's lacking in any sense yep. there is no wisdom to it it, right. it is it doesn't it, there, there is no reality in it it right. is a sub reality yep. where you mm-hmm. always get what you want where you're a toddler basically mm-hmm. yeah and you don't even have to you don't 
you're an adult who doesn't have to think about how their words or actions might affect somebody else or how they might affect your job or the, how they might affect your marriage or your relationships. Right. Like you don't have to think about anything else. You just do what you want. Yeah. Something we, and this is something that we Christian women must have a handle on. Um, first and foremost, because it glorifies God, like as right. his ambassadors, if there's no difference between the immodesty in our speech and the immodesty in the world's speech, that's a problem. Uh, the world says, you know, say however you want. It's for your own sake. Dress however you want. It's for your own sake. I'm just, I keep using these two analogies because I think they're so much the same. And so often we act like, well, what is modest? I don't know. And then we do the same thing with speech where yeah. it's like, well, how, you know, well, and it's what like, really is modest speech? Right. Well, you know, I just gave you a bunch of Bible verses, like be wise and shut up. Right. Like, you know, if you don't know what modest speech is in all respect. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. If you That's don't, what yeah. the Bible says. <laughs> right. If you really, <laughs> right. if you really legitimately, I'm not trying to be patronizing. If you really do think in your head right now, mm-hmm. well, but like what would be speaking modestly? You need to get some discipleship right. and stop talking. And I would say the same thing with your clothes. If you're like, I just can't, I don't know what dressing modestly is. I would be like, get a trusted older right. woman to take you shopping yeah. because I, you cannot be trusted yeah. alone. You need help. Same thing with And there's speech. nothing wrong with it. Don't be right. like if you have a weakness, mm-hmm. um, don't I mean, don't change the entire world to celebrate your weakness. Um <laughs> right. like we are so want to do. Uh <laughs> don't change the standard so you can be right. great. But just lower your pride, humble yourself, mm-hmm. um, and just say like I need help glorifying God in this way. I need help being obedient in this way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you if you really don't know the difference mm-hmm. and you're not trying to like cover up for something or kind of allow yourself to maybe like I'm pretty modest in my speech. I just really hate my mother in law. <laughs> like, you know, don't just stop talking. Stop talking on the internet. Stop talking to people and get yourself some discipleship. <laughs> oh, that one I love me. my mother in law, by the way. I know. I know you do. <laughs> it was just hilarious. Because we do it. We do it. We do it. We, well, and then some of us are like, oh, well, I don't do it on the internet. (laughs) I'm not on social media. Well, (laughs) it's really, and it's really right. It's really just an extension of your talk inside. Yeah. Your self talk. Yeah. Right. Your inner monologue. Yep. Like what you have to say about your husband on your Facebook wall is what you're thinking inside. And so like even the oversharing, like you were saying, it, it shows what's in your heart. What's already there. And that is the, that's, that is a, should be a huge concern. Right. Um, because if you are, if you are that person that is constantly unloading onto the internet or you know what, even if you're constantly unloading to an appropriate group of people, consider if you're, if you're always unloading bitterness to your closest friends, that's because you that's may have a bitterness problem. Right. Yeah. So, and that's inappropriate. Sin is inappropriate no matter what. <laughs> right. Uh, there's no appropriate place to sin. Maybe in hell. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. What if does you it even can. mean? <laughs> right. Um, I don't know if you have time to sin in hell. Uh, it's all you're, it's all you're doing though. Right. Right. But in a way, but it's there's like, nothing like, 
there's nothing gratifying right about it it's so, not even enjoyable so in a way like you don't have time to right even stop right okay anyway that was okay, a whole other wow, we that's went a, a whole different, episode we went a different that's like a series <laughs> right there oh a series on hell just what everyone wanted <laughs> i mean we are baptists it would be weird if we didn't <laughs> We didn't scare people a little bit. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, okay. So the goal should be to have thoughts that glorify God. So we're supposed to think God's thoughts, right? We're supposed to think like God. We're supposed to transform our mind. If that's a process that you're in and your speech is not something that you are intentionally building in such a way that you are speaking more and more like an ambassador of Christ, then you are missing a huge piece of sanctification, a huge piece. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that you might need to cut out is a worldly definition of authenticity or vulnerability or what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. Obviously, if you're getting your fashion advice from the world, you're in trouble. And if that seems obvious to you, then getting your speech advice from the world right. should also be equally as obvious uh, to you. And if it, this is not something that's being actively mortified, I can guarantee you there is no drift towards holiness happening. That's right. not a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. That's just not a thing. And so... My exhortation, uh, because I remember being a young person on the internet, kind of lonely in my house. I had really young babies that I couldn't really talk to yet. Uh, and everyone around me was oversharing in private groups. And it was like, oh, well, this is what all the Christian women are doing and it was easy to very uncritically adopt that behavior. Those are never totally private, just so you guys all know. Exactly. Just a little hot tip from your hot friend. Hot tip. Hot, hot <laughs> tip. Uh, it's easy to adopt that behavior, especially if you see a lot of Christians doing it. And, you know, I have said before, we've talked before, like, when it comes to how to live with the internet, we're like, we're the originals. Like, we're the first generation to really grow up with it. And so it's time to learn how to use it so that we can also prepare the next generation because we are, you are right now raising your grandchildren's parents. How do you want them to behave? How right. do you want them to speak? How do you want them to like speech is because what comes from outside of you indicates what's in your heart. Like speech, it goes as far as, your kids teaching your kids to know how to think yeah so they know how to speak so yeah. they know how to communicate yeah clearly yeah um and not over communicate and say the right things in the right way and this can be hard because some of us are raising really chatty kids yeah and so but it's like your kids need to learn at a young age they don't have to fill every moment with their every waking thought right they do not have to put their every thought into the void and they need to mortify their sinful thoughts. And they need to, I, one thing that we are talking about a lot 
in uh, school right now is I want my kids to understand that communicating well is the duty of a Christian because we're made in God's image and he has never miscommunicated. Right. Uh, he has always had perfect fellowship. There's always been perfect fellowship among the members of the Trinity and they have never communicated poorly with each other. Mm. Adam, I believe was created as a communicative creature. He, we right. know that he walked and talked in the garden with God, P- a part of who we are as humans is that we communicate well, is that we as we speak well, because this is one of the things that makes us uh, different from the animals, is that we were given the gift of speech and something about that must reflect the who God is. Right. And so it is our duty to teach our children, it is our duty to first ensure that we are communicating uh, as ambassadors of Christ in a way that is an ambassador for Christ in a way that or, that honors him, but that also we are teaching our children th- that there is an appropriate way to speak. There's an inappropriate way to speak. And this is going to be something that you have to be in the practice of over decades and decades and decades, day in and day out. Um, and how you teach your kids to communicate now is going to impact future generations. It's going to impact their marriage. It's going to impact how they raise their kids mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And so this is our duty as Christians, and it's something that we should take very, very seriously. And one way to start that right now is to not be the person who's always oversharing, whether it be on the Internet right. or in person, and that we learn, okay, it's, a, it's appropriate for me to share this with this person. This, it's appropriate for me to share this in this group. It's appropriate for me to share this in this setting. Um, and all of that, I think, will be very obviously defined by Scripture if you'll do the work of, of reading it. Right. And and if in doubt. Be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> be silent. Sometimes that's the struggle in and of itself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some people are like, oh, yeah. I don't have that. Like, obviously, I personally do not have the problem of staying quiet on the Internet. <laughs> No, you don't. But <laughs> That's not one of your struggles. I'm not saying I don't have that problem. <laughs> so also don't let yourself off the hook. The hook right. Just because you're like, well, they said on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm not on Facebook. At home, I'm a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but on Facebook. But in front of everybody else. I don't exist. I'm super appropriate. <laughs> That's called false piety? Yeah. Do we want to go with that? I think we we did it. We do think we did an episode on false piety. Yeah. It's been a long time, you guys. Yeah. Okay. I thought Don't overshare. Don't overshare. And just, you know, mm. keep an eye on it. Apologize. I, There's that's the really the big thing. It's confess just, and repent. That's some of the stuff I it's like it's obvious that we sh- we mean that. If we never if it comes to the end of an episode and we haven't said just when you mess up in this way, right? Just ask forgiveness from appropriate parties, right? But we're not. We'll go back and we'll just insert that into. Yeah, everything. just bring it in. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I thought about, and I'm not gonna do this as this music will indicate. I got another TGC oh. email that I just hated. Can I just read you Ooh, the title? You? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't deconstruct your faith. Disenculturate instead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to shake the shoulders of this, whatever this is. I'm certain they had a thesaurus at their disposal. 
they probably entered oh, that in. It's just the, and they were. The, it was like no, no. There's no synonym the for that wokest, word. <laughs> it's the wokest title. Disenculturate. Disenculturate. Because you know whiteness or something. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you can leave us a voicemail four seven zero four six five zero four seven five, and we will see you guys next week. See ya.